The opinions stated on this show are not to be considered as endorsed by Backward Hustle, the Fish Podcast. Visitors are urged to use their own discernment to draw their own conclusions. All information, products, services, and use of this podcast is for personal use only. Backward Hustle, the Fish Podcast does not confirm nor deny the validity or, or accuracy of the information contained within this podcast. Any services or products provided by Backward Hustle, the Fish Podcast, and its contributors should be used solely for entertainment and enjoyment. We emphasize the importance of keeping an open mind and not ensuring the data, products, and or topics as factual. Backward Hustle. Casting from Northeast Florida, this is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Here are your hosts, Captain Don Taylor Jr. and Captain Ty McNeely. What's up? What's up? What's up? Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. This is Captain Ty Laidback McNeely. I'm here in studio today with Don Captain Don Taylor Jr. What's happening, Donnie? Same old, same old, Bubba. You know how it is. Just fighting a good fight, man. Fighting a good fight. That's all you can do, man. Just uh, what you been up to, man? How's, how's your week treating you? Man, I've been watching it rain a little bit. I had a... Uh, Let's see. What is today? Thursday. Rain a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's right. Rain, it's rain. Yeah. and dogs. Clean up, right? A little spring cleanup. That's right, you know. Yeah. How spring cleanup. That's what happens. So here we are today, the uh, Backwater Hustle, the fishing podcast. We have uh, a live and in studio, not just live, but a live in studio, uh, the American Trapper himself. That's right. Jeff Allman. Hey, hey. What's up, brother? How we doing, guys? And uh, world-renowned uh, kayak champion, fisher extraordinaire. Uh, Jim Miller, what's up, brother? Hello, hello. How you doing, guys? Always where, good where to hang with Jim. Now we, I know, I know we've had Jeff that. on the podcast. Yeah, and yeah, since Jeff really no, needs no introduction per no, se. Jeff's a man of all men. Even That's if right. he's yeah. never been on the show, he doesn't need an introduction. Nah, yeah, he's a celebrity. I feel we feel just fortunate to have him on here. You know, cousin Jeff. Cousin. How are you doing, cuz? Good. Oh, Jeff was our first uh, in studio guest. That's right. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, sure was. So he started all of it. That seemed like a long time ago, doesn't it? Months. Yeah, it was at least months ago. Months ago. Yeah. But doesn't it seem like months a long time ago? Months. Yeah. Seems like a while. It does me too. Yeah. Also, in, get, in studio, we have IFA champion, if I'm not mistaken. IFA champion. IFA yes. champion. And we've got, uh, he's also a kayak angler. I want to point, point that out. Yeah. Uh, Another as, as kayak successful. angler. So contrary to popular belief, uh, we actually talk and associate with kayakers. Welcome it's to ama- the show, guys. Amazing concept. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I know F us, but hey. It's, it's, uh, you know, hey, cool. you know, <laughs> had to go there, didn't he? Had yeah. to go there. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you expect? What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good, man. You right. guys know we're uh, we're uh, equal opportunity offenders. Hey, That's right. So, of fishing's course. Fishing, man, at the end of the day. Fishing's bank, real, man. Shore, right. dock, wade, boat, kayak. You know, I'm amazed how, fishing. I'm just, it's, you know, just amazed how people have, and I'm guilty of it, you know, like most people are, but you, how we all have selective hearing. You know, we all have that. What? Exactly. What? <laughs> How people just hear, you know, you say a t- an hour-long podcast and they hear two minutes of it. It's amazing to me. 30 seconds. 30 seconds of it, yeah. You know, and... Uh, what do we think this is, CNN? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This way, the way they take it out of context here, uh, yeah. you would think it's uh, CNN. You, you can take 15-second clips of just about any conversation and put it... And make it look and bad. They, they have and they do, trust me, Bubba. Of course. Hey. You know, you can't make them all happy, I guess, right? Never. So we got Jim Miller in studio, and like I said, Jeff is an IFA champion. Uh, Jim is. Jim is. He's yeah. had he's had some really. You uh, got some other top top uh, finishes and some other like local tournaments here, correct? Yeah, I've fished last uh, four or five years in all the the local tournaments. I've had 
some pretty good success, but the IFA championship was definitely the pinnacle. That's kind of like your highlight, you think, so far? Absolutely. I mean, where do you go from there? That's one, no, of, the bigger, yeah. one of the biggest tournaments, you know. Um, right. That, Especially that when you it's wipe a, the floor with everybody. It's wipe a day that I'll never forget, and that, that was like semi-retirement day. Hey, I'll tell you what. After that's a disappointment. Well, and, and that day, if there was anybody I would rather be beat by, is Jim Miller. Oh, Class that, that guy, Isn't man. that sweet? sweet. That's sweet. Well, I mean, folks don't, don't obviously know me. Uh, they know you and I, Jim, have fished together on several occasions. We've yep. fished tournaments together, and we've done pretty well on some tournaments that you and I have fished. And, uh, you know, Jeff and I have fished together, and yep. obviously me and Captain Ty fished together. But uh, but these guys are crackers. But, yeah, you know, this mantra yeah. of uh, – but uh, <coughs> anyway, uh, Jim, how about telling the, uh, the audience – what's that, buddy? No, I was just going to get into what you are going to say. Let's get Jim on the horn here. Yeah, uh, tell him, I want find out a little bit about him. Tell us where you're from, uh, you know, your favorite, you know, favorite fish species, where you're from, uh, your favorite way to fish, uh, and then we'll kind of work down from there, okay? I got a, I got a question first. You're going to save the questions till the end? No, I'm going to ask as we go. Yeah, last question. I do it like that. Okay, so it's kind of like an interview. I'm limited on the amount of time it's, I get to actually chime in, so I'm going to chime in all in one spot. Okay. Hey, I'll just be quiet. Nice. Yeah. So is it, Jim, is it, a, uh, is it a kayak, is it a yak, or is it a yakker? Well, you're talking about the tool itself would, would be a kayak or a yak. Kayak I'd or a yak. A, a yakker would be, you know, one who utilizes Operates the kayak. Right. All right. I got, a, I got a, an instant message from someone that told me I should never use the term yak when describing a kayak because it is not correct. But now the IFA champion <laughs> says that it is correct, then that's what I'm going to do. I, I, Thank you, Jim. I, I approve. As, as a yakker, yeah. I, I approve. You can... So do I. Call it so a yak. You, Jeff, you can call right. it a kayak. Yeah. You can call it a floating piece of Tupperware. I really don't care. No, nah, we. You, everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone knows that was all said in jest. Of and, course, man. Yeah, okay. A, at the end of the day, it's yeah. If it if we didn't, whatever you want to call it. If I refer to my yak as my yak all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bottom line here is, if we didn't respect you guys and didn't admire what you guys do, and there's a reason we're not doing it, and. Um, you know what you guys do is it's you're it's a craft. You guys are good at it, and it takes a lot of. There's a whole different set of skills to do what you do out of a kayak than what we do out of a boat. Completely different. And for that, we respect that. And if we didn't, you wouldn't be on the show, right? And I think yep. everybody can understand that. Regardless so. of what people think. You yeah. Mean, I mean. So let's get back to it. I didn't mean to get off on that. I just wanted to know because I had the question on that. Is it a kayak yak? Glad I can clear So, Jim, let me ask you. this question. So, obviously, you know, you do a lot of boat fishing now, though, quite a bit. Uh, what made you get into the kayak side of things? Because I know you have a boat. You, you even had one before then, too. So I know you have the new boat, but, I mean, you had a boat yeah, had a prior to this one. Yeah, smaller. Yeah, exactly. So what made you decide to get into and focus on kayak fishing? Uh, well, it all started in a canoe. So I was going through some, you know, dodging some curveballs of life and mm -hmm. uh, happened to have an old canoe. I'd get home from work, grab a six-pack, bag worms, and head out in the creek and float and contemplate life. And... Um, you know, one day I just happened to float down Iguana Lake with like a quarter pound of dead shrimp from Publix <laughs> and having a couple beer. And next thing you know, I caught like seven reds, six trout, and that was it. It kind of lit a fire under my butt. So I started going back out there once or twice every every once in a while. And then one day I'm, I'm just paddling into a 20 mile an hour wind by myself in a canoe. It sucked. I get to the ramp and here come these two kayakers right up next to me. I look around I'm like, I need to get one of those. Where'd those guys come from? Exactly. I never saw them. And, uh, yeah, so that's what got me in the kayaks. And it just, uh, it's fun. I like being 
you know that close to the water. It's all it's close as you can be to actually like swimming with them with, with a rod in your hand and um, the the serenity of tucking way back into the creeks. It's just good. I I, I like it and it's. Uh, to your point, Donnie, I had a, a small skiff, and uh, it actually sat in the garage for a year. I used it like maybe three times. I, I took the kayak and the paddle boards out more. I did recently get a bigger boat, more for family. Um, but whatever boat I get, I think I'll always have a kayak or a paddle board and every once in a while I get out there and, and fish. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. That's a good story. I fished out of a kayak for about eight years. Uh, so I get it. I, I get it. Um, I had a, a, a long, boring story about why I don't fish out of kayaks anymore. It has to do with a broken paddle and against the current, <laughs> against the wind, in the dark. I, and I've probably been, been there. there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm like, uh, yep, check, 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 yep. Yeah. Well, so now, now Jim mostly, he's like I am. He uh, fishes out of native watercraft. Cool. So it was propelled. So, you know, we've got pedals. Makes it a lot easier than paddling, but we do keep a paddle with us. Just in case. Just in case. Things happen. It's come yeah. in use before. So, yeah. Jim, when did you start fishing? How? What's your first uh, memory of fishing? How did you get hooked way back whenever you started? Ah, uh, well, I mean, you know, growing up, I really didn't do much fishing. I'm from Connecticut, and, you know, like every once in a while, we'd go out there and, and soak a night crawler and, and get a rock bass or something. Is that but, ice fishing in Connecticut? Uh, not all year round. Not all year round. No, just for like maybe eight months out of the year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, but really, I didn't get into it until... You know, I came down to Florida. I fished a buddy of mine, had a little bass boat. We'd take out two, three, four times a year. But, you know, just kind of hanging out. Didn't really get serious with it until about six, seven years ago. And, uh, again, just going through some curveballs in life. And that kind of lit that fire under my butt, and I just dove in head first. I was fishing three, four, five times a, a week and doing any event that I could, fishing with anybody, and went at it pretty hard. Yeah, so let's talk about <coughs> kayak. So, uh, like Ty said, I mean – and we've said this, and I'll say it one more time. I've got a lot of friends that kayak fish. Uh, some of my tournament partners are kayak fishermen. Some of my best friends are kayak fishermen. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a craft. And, uh, you know, just like with boaters, just like with any other vessel, there's, there can be all, there always be, doesn't matter what you're in, you can always be a jerk on the water, you know. Of course. Oh, yeah. Just to qualify that statement. But in your opinion, some fishing from a kayak like you've done, and you've obviously had to have a lot of success doing so, uh, what advantages do you think that you have fishing out of a kayak, and what disadvantages do you think that you have fishing from a kayak? Uh, I'll start with the advantages, right? So I think the biggest is we can get in much skinnier and tighter water. Um, you know, most of these kayaks you can float in two, three inches of water. You can tuck way back there to, to spots that, you know, most boats wouldn't even be able to get off the, the entrance to it. Uh, you know, so I think that's that's one advantage of a kayak being a lot quieter. Uh, even the quietest, the trolling motors, etc., will make some kind of noise. Uh, so you got the stealth mode to it as well. And um, disadvantages, uh, you know, there's a few of those. Biggest would be you know being able to cover the ground. That's uh, the main problem, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Distance and speed. That's that's about it. That's about it. So the advantage is going to be the ability to get skinny. So to speak, and the disadvantages is the distance and speed. Yeah, these guys are going to take advantage of the fishery that most of us can't fish. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Well, I'll, I'll say wind too, right? So that's there, there was uh, wind was as an advantage or disadvantage. That's a disadvantage. To cert, uh, unlo- it goes both ways. What we yeah, say. it can. On a low tide, it, it definitely helps because you can get underneath the the grass and the wind a little yep. bit better than you might be able to. So if you're standing on the bow of a boat, that's you know, eight inches above the water, and you're going to cast standing up your six feet, 
you know, yeah. that line's going to be yeah, into your rods, another six foot higher, yeah, seven foot higher, whatever. Yeah. You're sitting down in a kayak, you know, cast and side level, arm. You know, your cast, you can shoot a cast sure. below the grass and, and right. keep that, you know, uh, twist out of the line. So, so what's your what's your favorite fish? To, and this is a question for both of you guys, for Jim and Jeff. Both, what's your favorite fish to catch? Uh, if you could only catch one fish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. That's a tough one. Go with flounder. To, yeah, I was gonna say I'm, <laughs> I'm not sandwich. the greatest. I love flounder. <laughs> I'm not the greatest flounder fisherman, but I, I love me some flounder, so I'd have to go with flounder. Right. I'm right. probably a better trout fisherman, but um, uh, if I had to pick one, it'd be a flounder. Right. So do you got a record, Jeff? On what, what's your personal best fish out of a kayak? What's the? Uh, I mean, I've caught bull reds. I've caught six foot sharks. Um, I mean, I've I've caught big fish out of kayaks. Um, got some. I want to go do some offshore. I want to get a kingfish yeah. off the yak. I want to get a cobia. Yeah. You know, there's a few species that I want to get offshore. Yeah. That that'd, would be you know be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they have some tournaments, sailfish tournaments, extreme tournaments down uh, South Florida. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it would be to get offshore and catch a big fish like that. That would be, you know, yeah. catching the, the big reds and and some of the sharks and stuff that yeah. we can catch here inshore. That's a thrill in and of oh, itself. Absolutely. I can imagine being twelve or fifteen miles offshore yeah. and getting a hold of something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a you know, I mean, like with the type of kayaks that we have with their pedal power, the St. John's river is a very tidal river. Um, you know, there's, there's six, seven foot drops in the tide. And so and, yeah. And there's a lot of water moving through some of these areas and to be able to pedal while you're fishing, um, that's basically a hands free. Yeah. Even fighting the fish, right? So if you, you, you can still do it. I've seen plenty yeah. of people do it, but just being able to maneuver your kayak with your pedals and still fight the fish with both hands yeah. makes a big difference. And, uh, and especially out in big open water. Exactly. Yeah. You're catching them like <coughs> right on the edge of the channel. You got 400 foot barges coming at you, being right. able to slam it in reverse and kind of bring the fight to where you want it. And also, and also when you're fishing um, out of the kayaks, pedal powers is if you throw up under a dock and you hook into a nice redfish, I immediately start backing out. Yeah. I'm trying to pull that fish right. out while he's trying to run. So yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, gaining a little ground on him, so to speak. Sure. Yeah, I recall catching some nice fish, you know, and I was a paddle power, not pedal yeah. power. Yep. And it's pretty hard to try to fight a fish and position yourself yeah, yeah. So you, you can't just you can only out. you can Staking only out yeah that's I, I caught plenty of good fish i actually caught you know one of my bigger first bigger not quite a bull but uh, caught plenty of big fish on those and exactly you know staking out anchoring uh, helps you or let it drag you whatever well, let's talk about your toothpicks though for a second um <laughs> you know jim and i have uh, fished uh, together on a bunch of occasions and on some of the tournaments that we fished uh Jim uses these really, really, really uh, light rods and very small reels. And can you catch fish on them? Sure, you can. I've seen you do it. But uh, why do why do you choose to go so light, if you will? And is that a kayak thing? Is why I'm asking. For, I'm, before I get taken out of context, uh -huh. I'm uh, you know, no, I guess I'm gonna start clearing up every single thing I say and you know have everything very pointed and very you know so. I don't offend anybody for using 
toothpick for you know toothpicks you know for uh, fishing rods, uh, you know, and so. But you know, Jim does. He uses like medium light, everything, and thousand size reels. Is that correct? Yeah. And, and so, is that like a kayak thing or something, or is that? I wouldn't say it, it's a kayak thing. It's it's more of a. I cast five hundred to a thousand times some days when mm-hmm. I'm out there, and having even just a couple ounces of less weight, you know, makes for a, a little more comfortable of a day, and and especially the position that you're in when you're when you're fishing out of a kayak. It's not that it's more uncomfortable, but you you can't move around like you can on a boat. You can't, can't take, stretch. You can't take that extra stretch. You can't lean you know, onto your other weight. It, it's You're kind of sitting in the same spot, and it's almost you're working more of the same muscles over and over and over again. Right. Um, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a kayak thing. I just I like the Pers- light, light. Personal light. preference. Personal yep. preference. And then when the, for the 1,000 series reels, again, um, there's not a whole big weight difference there. The reason I started using 1,000 series reels was to slow down the action of working my lures. So I had a bad habit of not being patient enough and working these lures too fast, too fast, too fast, too right. fast. And, you know, I got a thousand series reels. And what I noticed that, you know, my slow uh, sinking suspend baits, um, I was able to work them a lot slower just because, you, you know, you can't get that line back on that reel very fast. So it, it definitely helped, you know, slowing that down, too. Right. And you just, so you just start with it. And, and like I said, I'm not knocking you for using that size. I've seen you put big boys in the boat. So sure. I, it's not the question that I just didn't know if it was uh, – we never really discussed it. I just know. Remember the one time you kind of scared me because he hooked into a monster and uh, wound up losing it right at the boat. And I was like, "Man, we could have got tackle it." Tackle failure. That was it, right. was, it, it was. It was. It, it was. It was a, not the equipment. That's it correct. It was. It was a tackle failure. <laughs> and but I was like, "Man, if we, you know, we could have got that fish in the boat if you know you had a little bigger reel, maybe or a bigger rod, or you know, it's all these things are going through my mind during the tournament, you know. And you know, I wasn't obviously ragging on him, but I was just like, so I guess I've never really asked you really the behind story of, you know, the backside as to why you've, uh, you know, cho- chose those particular yeah. sizes that you use. What size of rods are you use, Jeff? Well, when I'm trout fishing, I'm pretty much showing a 1,000. 1,000? Yeah. Fish out of a 1,000 or fish with a 1,000 with a, a little better. Yes, a little better. Um, but with my reds, and flounder rods. My flounder rod, I like about a seven foot. Um, I'll throw pretty much bait casters. Redfish, same thing. I'm using probably 20 pound test with a, you know, 20 pound fluorocarbon. I got you. Is pretty much, you know, standard for. It's also where you fish. Red and flounder. Right? So the places that well, I fish don't have ripping current. It's not super deep. Trout fishing, stick with the lighter stuff. Go for uh, flounder fish that are around structure. Uh, gotta gotta beef it up a little bit. Twenty pound test, and you know, uh, fifteen twenty pound fluorocarbon leaders. And right. So you were saying uh, off air that you like to have a little. You fish with uh, monofilament or fluorocarbon to get. The uh, I, I fish mono, mono for trout. Right. Just to get that stretch. Yeah. Get but yeah. I mean, that's it's fun when. If you're topwater fishing and something sucks that topwater bait down, you set that hook and the first feels like about five feet of nothing but stretch. Right. And then it stops stretching and then you just feel the, the power of that fish. Right. And then it's time and to go. Yeah. It's yeah. head shake time. Right. And, uh, you know, but I mean, I'm, I like fishing for big gator trout with big topwaters. Right. And that's just what I like to use. Anything on top water is fun. 
I love the violence of fish hitting top water. Top water. Snooker yeah. probably the, the most fun to watch. Explosions. Well, yeah. You can only imagine what it looks like underwater. Oh yeah. Right. So we did a thing on it not that long ago. So is the thrill? Is it in the? Is it in the fight? Um, all is of it, it in the pitcher? <laughs> it's all of right? it. All is of it. It, it, yeah, it starts at the strike. If you can strike. see the strike, that's, you know, that's round See what one. I was saying? To me, I have a, a lot of fun, the preparation. I love, you know, sitting around my house, and I love kind oh, of. I hate doing that. See, I, li- I like this. <laughs> no, it's almost kind of like the strategy of it, you know, kind of figuring out what I'm going to throw, you know, and thinking about what I'm going to use for this and for that, and kind of getting mentally you know, prepare, getting everything cleaned up and ready to go. That's what that's what like excites me. Like the night me, before you know? tournaments, it's like you know, I've got to get up at the butt crack of dawn, and it's eleven thirty at night, twelve o'clock, and I'm still jerking around, right. you know, trying to well, I, get stuff tied. And but we have captains' meetings the night before, right? Boat tournaments usually a couple days before. You know, I remember when I was a kid fishing with my dad. You know, I was in school. My dad worked, so we fished on the weekends. Weekend it was an warrior. all. It, I was yeah, that's what we were. Yeah. It took us all week. You know, all I had that anticipation all week of getting ready for that trip. Oh, yeah. So to say what Donnie's saying, you know, just I would go through everything. I'd wipe everything down. My dad made us clean our rigs with uh, furniture polish. Mm-hmm. That's what he. Uh, I, I'm seeing the difference between a boat fisherman and a kayak guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, we <laughs> we abuse. Yeah. Our, our equipment. Well, and I and I agree because I did what? too. But what, which equipment? Fishing which equipment. equipment. Fishing equipment. Oh, you see how bad like kayaks, kayaks too. I mean, well, my boat is a beaten. Yeah, but but I'm never on the water hardly. So yeah. anything you use you is going to take a beating. Boat. Like <laughs> after <laughs> every use, I have to. Yeah, I, yeah. Man, you got, I, I haven't washed have my kayak in a year. At least. But how often? How often do you rinse off your pedals? Your drive. Rinse them off if it rains or something. Do you while really? I'm out fishing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. See, I, was, I, mean, I try to rinse mine, the you know, pedals I mean, and my reels, right. with a quick hose when I pull up. Well, I, I got. We're going to talk about in a minute how would someone get into kayaking because we don't know. So I'm going to ask you guys a question in a minute. Um, but I, I wanted to cover your personal best. Uh, maybe we've already, maybe you already said it. And when Jeff was talking. Uh, and I think you you set off air that you're going to uh, Puerto Rico soon. Yeah, you yep. gonna do some fishing while you're there? I'm gonna try to. You know, we're going down there to see family and do some work on the property down there, and, and kind of get the rest of the cleanup from the hurricanes done uh, in her little village. But by uh, the way, folks don't know, uh, Mr. Jim uh, Miller recently got married. Uh, what six seven months ago? October, uh, right? October, yeah. October, so it's seven, yeah, seven months ago. Yeah. Uh, of course, congratulations. Most thank you, thank you. Congratulations on that. Yeah. You know, and your wife is uh, from Puerto Rico, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. And so still got a lot of family down yeah. there and property down mm-hmm. there. So. That's cool. Yeah. So it'll be my first trip. Yeah, to Marge the is island definitely your better half. No, no doubt about it. Absolutely. <laughs> all, all day, every day, Jim in every way, shape, or form. He did. He got lucky there. That's by far the best catch of his life. By far. Oh yeah. yeah she's a strong a foot. I got a strong foot. I'll, I'll kick that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you, you pulled out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a sweetheart. And she's a good person. Man. Yeah. Very. Very good people. Yeah, and she um, is. I'm really looking forward to going and, and seeing where she grew up and, and more of her heritage and all that. But damn right, I'm going fishing. <laughs> so, be your first time in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Be my first trip. Down. Beautiful country, beautiful place to be, yep. some good fishing down yep. there. I spent some time down there a couple of years ago. Uh, great people uh, everywhere. you. It seemed like everywhere you went, uh, for me, it was just good people, people yep. willing to help, and people and wanting it, to talk to you. It's just a different culture. It's uh, even as bad as all those hurricanes were, 
I, but I don't the know, food's the, still going to be good, though. The food's yeah. really good. The, the yeah. people just have a different mentality about life in general. They um, live on an island, Jim. I, it, that says it right say, there. It's pretty it's darn it's nice, you know. The panic, you know. The, it's different. Like, can you even imagine no if, if you said to any city in Florida, hey, you're going to be out of power for three Four d- months. months, people would flip their... Yeah, and they would be driving yeah. up north. You know, they, the Puerto Ricans. They were just like, yeah, you know, certain parts of town, maybe. Three, they're just like, ah, well, cool. Yeah, whatever. Well, 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 what can life, you do? Life, life yeah, goes I mean, on. You know, we'll make the best of it. Yeah. And uh, just good people, good place. I'm really yeah. looking forward. Well, to Well, it shows you the resilience of people yeah. all over the place. And Correct. You know, and, you know, we need yeah. to. You know, everyone should take a minute just to think about reality what you just check, said, man. Because right? it, it could happen here. There's no doubt. I mean, we could take a big storm hit directly here. You know infrastructure and all that stuff aside whatever they took a big hit and uh but it doesn't detract from the people that are there no they're good people good strong people yep. and uh now jim i know uh, margie's mom still lives there like you said i met yep. her at your wedding uh yep. now has puerto rico recovered pretty much uh, from the hurricane and um has everything got back to normal i know there was a big problem and i don't want to get into a political debate and yeah, this and that i'm not going to do that but uh, I know that they were having a problem getting, you know, goods mm-hmm. and power and, sure. and those sort of things. So has that kind of resolved itself now? Uh, most of, of that type of issues, um, I, I believe the majority of the island has has food, sufficient food, water. Um, but a lot of places are still rebuilding. There's, there's, I have no idea about numbers, but there's still plenty of percentage of the population that, you know, really just doesn't have too much infrastructure in their area yet. Um, they you know, didn't power, have, water. But there's a lot of places that didn't have it before. Is that true? Or yeah. if they did, it yeah. was you know very very, very rural. Uh, yeah. Rural. Yep. yeah. So uh, whatever they did have was obviously wiped out, and there's no main infrastructure to tie sure. into in certain spots. So yeah. um, I would say as as a, as a majority, um, they've recovered quite well. Yeah. Uh, again, they're real strong people, real tight communities that uh, you know just band together and try to get everything done. I'm sure there's some legal mumbo jumbo to where there are parts of the island that. Really could need improvement, but you know, at the end of the day, given the situation, I think they've done quite yeah. well. Well, that's good. Thanks. That's for cool. Still plenty that. to do, though. Obviously, still. Yeah. Well, obviously, still plenty when, to after do. you get back, when are you going now? You said um, end of June, first week of July. That's when we get back. When we want to report and everything, you know, and yeah. how you liked it. Of course, I'm sure we'll talk, but probably maybe get you back on here and you kind of give us the rundown of what you did over there, all that kind of good stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if I get out to fish, it'll just be one day. Uh, we're going to be. That's working, good. visiting. Uh, One day is better than no days. That's, That's right. it. And hey, how it, long it, are you going for? A week. week. Yeah, we'll okay. be down there for a week. Um, but again, we got a lot to do. So uh, it's on my list, but you know. Right. Um, uh, well, the family stuff's going to come first, I guess. Always, yeah. Let's talk to Mr. Jeff Altman for a second. You want to? Well, I was going to run through a question or two here. And okay. Get sure. Jeff involved. Sure. From a professional kayak um, <laughs> point <laughs> of view. Even, how does someone out there listening? Uh, to our to our podcast here tonight. How does someone get involved in kayak fishing? What, what's the steps? If they're a parent, they want to get their kids involved, or if they want to get involved, or if they're, how does someone get involved in kayak fishing? Where do you start? What do you do? Jeff? Tour, rent, charter. Um, you say tour, tour, rent. So like go yeah. on like a kayak paddle. Down Con- the contact a professional, right? Yeah, so okay. if, if you don't, if you don't, is that, is that okay to do though? Are you, should you? Is it okay to contact a professional to go fishing with and then? Sure. And then fish later on. I mean, is that okay to do? Or, you if know? you don't even know that you want to get into the sport, and absolutely, you know, yeah. uh, rent a kayak. There's places you can rent them, test paddle. You know, obviously, if you have friends or family that that into it, that'd be the best. But somebody that has no access to to anybody with any gear or anything like that, you know, I mean, get I've a been professional out places uh, fishing. 
like out Dunn's Creek, and somebody come out there, I've let them take my kayak and, you know, pedal it around and check it out and, you know, do a little demo right there for them and right. go, hey, this is what I use. But, you know, like I said, I fish for native watercraft. Right. I've been with them for, I don't know, five, six years. Uh, I prefer their kayaks right. over other brands. Um, but, you know, no no one brand is perfect for everybody. Right. You know, it's like, you know, same with boats. Not, you know, everybody likes every brand of boat. Yeah. But you can go try out different types. Uh, some of the, the outfitters around will have different boats that you can go try. I definitely recommend trying different kayaks. Find out what you're comfortable in. Um, you know, somebody, a big guy isn't going to need or you know fish out of something that something somebody that's 120 pounds right you know they can go with a light a lot a lot less uh sized boat and you know so there's a lot of factors involved in what you're using right so get out but there find a look up a find a guy that's kayak fishing find somebody that's in a kayak go to go an, an outfitter tour, go to an outfitter go somewhere uh, some sort of professional start asking questions ask some questions right. now, they, as now, a now professional kayaking, they'll ask you questions now, they'll, they'll kayaking is really popular in. here in our in our area and do you think the reason behind his, his popularity is it is it is it a is it affordable, or is it just an easy way to like learn to fish, learn the area, or is it uh, uh, easier to handle a kayak as opposed to a boat? And it's you know, just so I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just, I'm just a asking. A little of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just different, you know. You know um, it's a great way to see our resources. It I, is. I, I, you're like what we're trying up, to get at. Up we're trying close to, and personal. Obviously, everything I say gets taken out of context, but I'm just trying to figure yeah. out. I'm trying to draw. Uh, you know, like the, like the reason behind. You know, a lot of people. Uh, if they're listening, if they're thinking about getting into fishing or you know getting on the water in general, that uh, you know that they want to look at the, you know, the avenue of a kayak, well, if they're thinking about it, maybe these are some of the reasons that they you know should get into it, and yeah. then maybe these are, are the reasons why it may not be for them. Is what I'm trying to say. Well, they yeah. can look on Craigslist and other other you know marketplaces and find people that are selling kayaks. Right. Um, if they want to you know get into an entry level. You know, I mean, you can get kayaks from a few hundred dollars to four grand. Right. So you, you see know? some kayaks, Jeff, that are, um, you know, they're 12, 14, 16 foot long. Yeah. And there's some ocean going ones that are longer than that. So is the preference, and you see some that are river kayaks, like white water, that are four and a half or five foot long. Yeah. So obviously. You're not going to fish out of, you know, a white water A white water, right. Kayak, okay. right. I mean, right. you've got sit on top kayaks. You have. Uh, sit inside kayaks. All right. So your sit insides are more um, what they're using in white water and things like that because they're going in. They've got a skirt that goes around them, and that keeps the water from getting inside of the hull. Now they do have like a plaid skirt, mini skirt. Yeah, <laughs> sort of a neoprene. Skirt neoprene. Yeah, I know what they're. It just yeah. seals the cockpit yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it goes around the person in there, and you know that's more of a whitewater type or river just keeps water from getting in the cockpit right. so to speak right okay um you know the guys if you've ever seen any whitewater where those guys man they're crazy you know guys pretty going, crazy. Over, going over waterfalls down bouncing off water. of rocks yeah i mean it's, it's crazy stuff <laughs> but the the majority of your fishing kayaks are a sit on top kayak they're self bailing 
So if water gets into it, it's going to drain out. You've okay. got you've got scupper holes in the kayak that's going to allow the water to drain out. Right. Um, you know, and then you've got the pedal powers. You've got you know regular uh, paddle kayaks. Right. They so even have them with electric motors now. Yeah. Really? Yep. Wait, does that cross a line somewhere? Okay, yeah, hold on. Hold on. This fishing. is a conversation a for a yeah. whole other podcast. Okay, you got pedals. You got <laughs> right. pedals. You got paddles. Right. And now you have electric motors. Yes. Is there... That's a boat. That's a boat. Because you're going to have to get... Registered. Registered. Yep. That's right. not what I hear. Numbers. So do you, is, there a, is there a train of thought to where the guys that are in pedal kayaks are looked down upon the traditional pedal paddle guys? So the guy says, I'm a paddler. And you're a peddler. Is there a... I'm both. Okay. Is, but is there a thing out there somewhere in the kayak community? There is somewhere, but... That's uh, not really... Not, not for here. the majority. That's okay. not really... I think the majority issue. of us... I, I could honestly care less than that. The whole electric motor is it still a kayak. I could care less, to right. be honest with you. If it's... It's still a kayak. If it's not it's a boat, it's not a boat. I, I really don't well, care. Well, if you take the motor off the back of my boat, it's basically a kayak. Yeah. Have, have fun paddling that. Right. I'll, I'll yeah. let you, yeah. you enter the kayak tournaments with it. Long paddles. <laughs> so speaking of, of long paddles and gear and rigging your kayaks, I know on our boats, we rig our boats a certain way. Yeah. As charter captains, and I hate to use the word charter captain because I don't feel like I'm a charter boat. I feel like I'm a guide service, not to be confused with other charter-type boats out there. But we rig our boats a certain way. And we have, we have things on our boats set up for certain... You know, certain rigging on our boat. So you kayak the same way. You guys rig those things a certain way. Um, is oh, yeah. your, is both your guys' kayaks rigged the same way, or no, do you have different no. setups? I, no. okay. You know, I'm a minimalist. Yep. I, you know, I've got a, a big couple word. Of, I know. To be a minimalist, to be so minimal, that's a big word. A lot of words for that word. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I really, when I go out, I take a couple of plastic, you know, uh, containers with weights and hooks things like that that i can throw under my seat i've got a little bag that i'll carry i might throw my cooler back there that's got you know some rod holders on it and then i've got a couple of rod holders set up on it there's other guys that man there's spaceships I mean, out there yeah it looks like spaceships <laughs> you know they've got hey and they're cool they're super cool i wouldn't mind having them i just haven't felt the need to go that far in my you know, kayak I mean, plenty of guys got power poles set up on them actual power uh, electric oh, yeah. power poles. the yeah, micros yeah. The button yeah, the and micros. Yeah, that kayak that kayak bassin dude he's got a decked out kayak yeah, yeah. The kayak me oh yeah. there's there's yeah. some really some nice ones. you got big old big big old uh, you know gps on it you know mm-hmm. he's got power poles and uh, yeah. oh yeah it's yeah. pretty decked out yeah. Yeah. yeah and you got you know you got torquedo thing yeah torquedos that's what you know the the power now you know there's guys that have disabilities that right you know want to get into the thin water and you know or or liking the kayak thing but they can't physically pedal pedal or, or they can't paddle you know um i i do a lot with heroes on the water so we've got some vets that you know things like that can come in real handy for them right and it gets them out there where they can you know still go fish and not being in a larger boat. Sure. So. Yeah, that's cool. We're going to talk a little bit about Heroes on the Water toward the end of the show. So if I forget, don't let me forget. The um, I'll try not to. Yeah, appreciate that. So what kind of gear do you need? You need a wetsuit, some booties, life nah. jackets, life helmets, jackets. gloves. What do you need? Life jacket, whistle. Bug spray. <laughs> Bug spray. Bug light. spray. Deet. 
A hundred percent. You need some of that I don't uh, use the weak repel stuff. with the uh, eucalyptus in it. I go the hundred percent. That use, stuff works. You know, if you it, could get a kayak it made makes out of your deet or like citronella, right? That'd be the <laughs> way to go right there. All you'd have to do. Now, I have like one of those thermocells. I've just never used it. Well, I've heard they work, but I just I, I've never used one. I did use yeah, a thermocell. Plug it up underneath your seat. I've heard they work. I just I haven't. I've got a couple of them. I never fire them up. I used a couple. You know, I would I would fish out in certain creek up here in, in northeast Florida out of my kayak back in the day, and I like I'd get up the flood tides in the mm-hmm. evening, and I had a thermocell, and uh, I would stake out, hang it on my pole, and I'd walk a little bit, and uh, it worked real well as long as you were sitting there next to it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or until it falls in the water. Yep. Right. Then you're done. So the it was hard to keep the little bags. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep all that stuff. To, like you said earlier, Jeff, you're a minimalist. You know, you got to yeah. go with very little gear. And um, so it's you got to pick and choose those battles. Yeah, I mean, I have most kayaks have some sort of storage, whether it's in hole storage or a, a kind of little tank well in the back. Mm-hmm. I just have a milk crate with rod holders on either side. I usually have one tackle bag I keep right behind my seat, and then I have that milk crate for a little miscellaneous stuff. What do you need for PFD on a kayak? Same as a boat. Yeah. Same as a boat. Same yeah. as a boat. I yeah. use I use an inflatable. All right, that's good. so and inflatables are know, okay, obviously. Yeah. Okay, get a good one. You know, sure. your life's worth a hundred bucks. Of course, I agree know. with that hundred percent. We both you use know. inflatables. Your life's worth two hundred if you want to get a really good. So, <clears throat> so I guess uh, my question is, the laws that obviously the boaters have to adhere to. Just, I'm just asking because I'm not really we sure. We have to have a whistle. So that's what I'm going. Device. So you have to have the same safety equipment, yeah. and you have to you have to buy by the same. Uh, the same laws and stuff that uh, most boats... Well, they don't have to slow down for the no-wake zone. Yeah. Oh, I blow through <laughs> no-wake zones. <laughs> fast no, as I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any difference in laws. I think maritime laws, for the yeah. most part, maritime law. Well, know? it's watercraft, so it's, it's yeah. You know, the, you light, have the lighting and things like that's a little bit different. Right. Um, because we're not... Uh, we're not considered an underway vehicle. Right. You mean vessel? But, uh, vessel, yeah. yeah. Um, because we're not motor powered, so white light. Um, yeah, just one white, we're three hundred sixty degree light object. Even though we are moving, that you, yeah, you are moving. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, all right. Well, that's good. So on the gear side of it, on a on a regular, like, I mean, we carry rain gear. I mean, we got a lot more storage than you guys have. So. You know, we're carrying rain gear. Yeah, we're uh, carrying a lot of stuff. I got a poncho so. in my. Yeah, a poncho. <laughs> little, yeah. little. Yeah, you don't want to check You don't want to see that thing. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you check the weather. Obviously, if I'm going to go out and tournament fish and and there's it a storm coming, right. I'm going to pack my rain jacket. Right. You know, I I, I want to be able to stay out and fish. So pretty much, I guess what we're getting at. So pretty much, the preparation is pretty much the same for a tournament. Uh, because, you know, obviously yep. you guys. Whereas we know we can run from A, B, C, and D or whatever. You guys, they're A, B, uh, and we're going because a, B. because you're limited. No, that's, that's my point. Because you're limited. Uh, you know what your a you know your a spot is, and then yep. I guess whereas you guys can always uh, pull, pull out of the water if you yep. want to, and then go relocate yep. somewhere yep. else. So you guys, you know, so if this area is not working, that's our running and gunning, right? And yep. so so that's all the same. Your rod and reels tackle pretty much all the same. Um, it's a, over as as a whole is pretty much uh, fishing, fish, fishing, fishing. Yeah. What I want, what we do, we did talk about this last week on our podcast, and I want to ask you guys about it. Um, and the topic was, you know, what do you think has helped fishing in the fishing industry and what has hurt fishing as a whole and, you know, um, overall in the fishing industry? And so, you know, we had a, it's a good conversation last week about it. And so I'm kind of curious as to, uh, you know, what is y'all's take on some of the things that have helped, uh, helped you personally in fishing and, um, you know, what's made you a better angler and at the same time, 
that some things have came along that maybe in your mind or opinion have been detrimental or, you know, adversely affected, you know, the fishing and fishing industry? I could probably answer both of those with one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, if you can do that, that's fine. Social media. Okay. So it, it, it helps, right? Obviously, there's a, a huge network out there for you to connect with like-minded people and sharing information, et cetera, like that. That's um, tremendous help uh, for the fishing industry. It just gets everything out there, gets the sport more popular in general. Um, and, you know, flip side of that is that <laughs> it can also hurt when you have spots that uh, folks been fishing for years and years. Somebody comes in and just posts a picture or whatever on on the web and and that hurts and then you have the the good old pissing contests here and there that uh, are never fun for anybody so um, <laughs> no doubt. I, but i'd say it, it that's social media and just the digital world in general has uh, brought a lot more exposure to i mean everything but you know fishing and and water related activities so you're saying whole. you might say you think it's helped uh, in a lot of ways uh with social media as far as the publicity of the sport you mean and yep. the sport growing and the networking and the networking you know, yeah. the sport yeah and then on the, on the flip side you're saying that uh social media and i, and I agree with you also uh that it's also hurt because uh whereas people don't i guess want to uh, I, I don't see I, I feel like I can't say anything now <laughs> what I'm saying is uh since that people have to put their time in you know they can go on social media and look at a picture and what I, I'm kind of getting a little deeper than that though and what I'm saying is so whereas this one spot may be you know fished by us you know by a certain group or some people but now with social media because that spot may get more well known well, that's like Brown's it's more Creek. pressured you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah there's, yeah. there's a ton <clears throat> of people that go fish Brown's Creek in kayaks you know, you go out, heck your drive, and you go over the, the Browns Creek Bridge, and you see all of those cars parked there, and people are out there kayak fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see you see some boats in there, but you can go in there, and there's tons of kayaks around right. all over the place. Well, I think if you take a photo, the photo doesn't tell you what the tide is, how fast the tide yeah. is. It doesn't tell you the moon phase unless they're taking it at a weird angle. It, it, there's a lot of things that the photo won't tell you. And, and I don't have on, on there, you've got a lot of, you know, people in boats, they throw their fish into a live well and they go to another area and they take their pictures. Exactly. Right. And then oh, people yeah. start going to those going areas, to those areas. Yep. because yep. they had that, they Again, saw that picture. Good and bad. With that, you know. Certain smoke stack in the background, the back. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like dock in the background, you know? and that fish probably didn't come within that area. <laughs> within right. five now, miles. Now, now there's yeah. there's a few people that I know that you know will take them and post stuff. I mean, me, I I don't, I try not to post a lot of backgrounds, and right. my shots are from higher up where you know I'm getting. So Jeffrey, are you, so are, you, are you saying though that when people post a picture? Um, with all that pretty background where, hey, look at this dock that I'm sitting in front and of. And it's really not the dock. Oh, no. My question is, so, and, and you're saying that they're posting it in front of the wrong dock. People are going into that dock. and then Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, is that, so is that of good course. or bad, though? I mean, I'm trying to figure out. It's what both. <laughs> like I said, you can cover both ends of the spectrum with just yeah. the whole digital well, age. I, well, I mean, I think, I think they're going to learn pretty quick if they get to that dock and they don't catch anything in the first hour well, or something. It's probably not the right. Yeah, but here's yeah, the you thing. Know what I mean, Connor, we're all fairly, well, I mean, with the exception of me, you guys are all great fishermen, right? 
<laughs> I'm not going to put myself martyr. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to put myself in, in the same category. Apparently, I'm not yeah, either. Right. I, I, I've learned it from everybody else, apparently. But we all <laughs> fish probably a little different than each other. And we definitely fish different than maybe a guy that goes out once or twice a year. So I'd be willing to bet that you could give a guy your spot. You could say, hey, here's where I caught these fish. Go get it. And he would struggle to catch fish there because mm-hmm. not everybody. I mean, you think, well, he can get some dead shrimp or piece of crab. He can go pull fish out of there. Anybody can get lucky. Yeah. And, yes, but can they go there and can and, 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 and drain put, your spot? Put a risk on your tournament hole? Not going to no. happen. Not going to happen. I don't I, I don't think so. I don't anyway. either. Well, well I, I do think, though, if a guy is, like all four of us sitting here, is a decent fisherman and someone is a – a newbie fisherman or whatever you want to call them, you know, uh, or, or doesn't really even care, and they do post a picture yeah. at a certain location, and you know, and you obviously they call like it a great fish, fish there, and, you, and you can obviously tell the background, or you can tell you know by something that identifies that location in the picture. I mean, I think you know, and you know, and you know, and you know that if we wanted to, you know, you can look at it, you know, enough, and you can pretty much go figure out what tide they're on. And so oh, forth yeah. and so on, in order to fish that spot, if you want to, I, I'm not and saying I would ever do that. But I'm just saying that theoretically, it could be done, though, right? And you can, and, and don't so you agree? Be it. I mean, but don't it, you agree that, that could be done? Though? What it is. You can, and to me, it's kind of chicken shit. Some people but just no, I, I agree, got yeah. too much time on their hands. You're right. Oh, so, oh no, hey, and no know, doubt about it. I agree 100. I mean, percent I'm going somewhere with this, but go I, ahead. I mean, I see fish all the time on Facebook. I mean, I got friends literally all over the world. I have. Texas, Louisiana, uh, you know, the Carolinas, uh, you know, um, Australia, Costa Rica. G'day, mate. So I see all of these fish in all of these different areas. And, you know, but looking at stuff around here, I'm not trying to go, oh, I, I think I know where that I is. I need to go, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, if I want to catch I fish, know I know where I can well, go catch fish and pretty much any part of town we discussed it on our last podcast that'll be coming out uh next week it'll be out next monday on uh, radio nation itunes Castbox, soundcloud and a lot of other areas google it backwater hustle e-fishing podcast and you can uh, it's the conservation conversation right the c and word say yeah. that five times fast yeah. it's the c word and we discussed this you know we discussed conservation right and you would like to think that everyone that's out using our resource is a conservationist but they're not. So the problem with social media is that you post a picture. What makes that wrong? That's a positive thing. You caught a fish. You caught a nice fish. It Your kids caught a, a good fish, thing. right? And it's yeah. a beautiful day. The bad part is, is those guys that will not practice conservation. They will take your photo and they will go run your spot dry, right? Because they're not practicing conservation. Now, every angler we know will say, I'm a conservationist. I do it to protect the resource. Reality is probably not saying the same thing. Right? I mean, would you agree to that? The, the yeah. I, I would I, like I to think know. that the majority of fishermen respect the resources and, and far outweigh yeah, I'm not going to call bad. anybody yeah. out because I, I, I don't know. Unlike, unlike well, uh, a lot of the judgment that I get cast upon me, I, I'm just not bullheaded. Well, I'm not, I'm not, calling, I'm not calling anybody out, but the reality of it is, you know, we, there's four guys here fishing, right? And if we go out and we keep our limit each day, you know, if we go out and catch two, 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 and two redfish, sure, no, we kill eight, fi- eight redfish. And we can go out and do that in minutes, I'm sure, between the four of us, right? Yeah, yeah but and there's so many fish out there to, you know, deplete a population. Uh, you know, years back, we had gill netters 
things like that. Right. It's more areas like that are going to do the damage than, you know, the fishermen that are out there. We're, Plus, we're I think they're generally, you know, we can keep a certain amount. Right. Do we? Nah. For well, every, yeah, for every right. four of us. You know, there's, there's one that's going to go out there and catch their limit all day, every day. I, okay. I my oh, personal yeah. opinion, I, I'd love to see more done, but I think at the end of the day, there's enough of us to. Well, that's what we were discussing the other day. The we, I think we had some numbers that we were throwing around that, like I, I know, like I was fishing, uh, I was fishing uh, a little farther up north, and come across a spot and got on some really good fish. I think I told you about it, and you know about it, and you know, but. It was a great day, but there was about six or eight of these fish, and they were really, really good fish. I'm talking about stud, yeah. slob, you know, upper slot redfish. Well, <clears throat> well, before the next tournament we had, I went by there, and there's a lady that was coming by. There was two girls, and I spoke to them, and they spoke back to me. And she goes, oh, yeah, we saw some guys in here. These been conversations all we were doing. wasn't like, I don't know why she said it for. She goes, yeah, we saw a, a group of guys in here that day on a boat, and uh, they had caught. She goes, "What do you call those drum things?" And I said, "Yes, ma'am. They're you know they're redfish, red drum." She goes, "Yeah." She goes, uh, we, "We were watching them. She goes, they caught a pretty nice one. No, we were coming by them." I said, well, "That's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good spot." Well, then I started talking to him, and you think about it. You know, you go out. A group of guys goes out, and there's four guys on the boat, and you keep two two fish each. Well, that's eight fish, but you can legally do. Well, then you go back maybe. A couple of days later, well, let's say I think the point we were making is you can be on a school of fifty fish. Let's say, well, if you got a group of guys or a couple of boats that have a, you know, three or four guys on them, and they go there twice a month, let's say, and they're they, they're taking eight fish out of there a couple times a month, think about how fast it depletes that school of fish. Well, there's other fish that are going to move into that school. Well, I'm not saying that there's you not, know, but I mean yeah. I, I, the reality of it is, I mean how uh, you know. I guess we're just trying to say what I've always said is, you know, people are the first ones to bitch. Take what you're going to eat, you know. The people are the first ones to bitch about how we need to reduce this, we need to do that. They're the first ones to, you know, how bad the fishing sucks. They blame it on the guides. They blame it on everybody else, you know. But yet, at the end of the day, uh, everybody's keeping everything they can possibly keep. And you're wondering why the fishery is, uh, you know, well, you wonder why fisheries get depleted well, is what I'm trying to say. You go, know? go look at other countries. You know, I mean, you want to talk about depleting a population of fish? Well, and, you and that's and you're, people I, and people that's keep kind of going with minnows. Right. But that's the reason you know? for conservation here. Yeah. When England and Britain and England they did away with with fishing regulations, and the the netters came in and depleted you, the fish. There you go. They wiped, they it, wiped it out. They wiped it out. There you go. So in the up state of the Carolinas, they still gill net up there. In the state of Florida, there's 1.7 million recreational saltwater licenses. Registered licenses. Yeah. yeah. Every year. Okay. Those people are putting everybody three, that Three buys, quarters of which never catch a fish that yeah. year. And <laughs> Maybe. everybody's putting money in. That's like hunting license. Yeah. You know, all these people that want to protest about hunting and things like that. Did you buy a hunting license? Right. Well, of course not. I wouldn't kill anything. Well, that money's going into going to the help. resource. Right. You know, animals, fish, they're renewable resources, you know, but you can't deplete a population. The average person going out fishing and keeping, you know, let's just use one bridge like Nassau. There's 100 people on there. Right. Uh, you know, so everybody catches four or five fish. They're taking four or 500 fish 
out of that area. Right. You know, and thus being done on a daily basis. So literally, you look at it, there's thousands of fish. But when fish reproduce and they lay eggs, they lay millions right. of eggs. So there's... And, and what the is resources. it? Six, six to eight percent of those millions of eggs actually make it to maturity. Yeah. Uh, that, and, and even a smaller number than that actually makes it to breeding and reproducing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and I, I know we could talk about this all night, and and it's just a matter well, of. It's just a good, it's a healthy conversation. It is. Uh, and, unfortunately, and, and I will say, I think it's getting more in the forefront in there. I said this is last the fishery week, getting the better in your opinion? How long okay, you've been fishing for a few years. Is it getting better? I don't better? fish as much as I used to. Um so I, I, I honestly probably can't comment as good as you guys do that fish a lot more often, but I I don't where I fish I have not seen it go downhill. You know, it's it's hit or yeah. miss. Uh, I have good days, I have bad days. Yeah. Right. You know? I, uh, when what, you, was when I you, was I out on the wrong tide? Was the moon not right uh you know there's there's a lot of different variables right. on you know if you're going to catch fish i might go out and catch 50 fish but have one or two that are legal we right. uh right we talked about this last week on the show and we'll kind of wrap this up for this part you know and we'll on next segment but we were talking about like like i said things that's helping hurt and one thing that came up you know quite a bit was technology you know in what we said by technology which is another reason Technology's why, which, which another reason why I got some flack. You know, I also made a comment about uh, the limits. You know, which people aren't you know, really have, you know, they're not for. I got some flack, and I, uh, I had a guide that I know of, of uh, over in a different state that fishes. And the point that I think Ty made or I made was how you know we could all do our part. And maybe you don't have to keep the fish. You don't have to keep them. You know. Yeah. And then we talked. We we're talking about how the guides keep their fish here in this area and then they, they give it to their clients well apparently over where this guy's a guy at uh he told me that the guide limits are the same as everyone else he said i was saying make it illegal for customers to keep guide limits as part of their catch he's an example three anglers uh, and a guy can legally keep 20 redfish he said because four people on the boat have a license he goes make it to where the, the anglers can only keep their limits on a guided trip that's what he's referring to. And so that's what he was saying. And so it calls the catch down by a fourth. By, by whatever the guide can catch, right? Right. right. And, and that's just a small way by which we do it. We were talking about, and, and, you know, we caught a lot of flack over this. Like, even like about we weren't singling out kayaks. We weren't singling out micro skiffs. What we were saying is how, how boats can get skinnier than they've ever could. Kayaks can get obviously real skinny. And the fish, they used to have an area, like we said before, they could get away, from, get away from them. Well, now they can't do that. Yep. You know, and so all these things affect the fisheries. Not just limits. It's not just the weather. It's just, it's not more just technology. More people on the water. More people on the water. Yeah. Right. And, so, and we were trying to bring but, awareness. But also, there's so much water out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've got miles and miles. We have a large know? fishery here. Yeah. We're very fortunate to where yeah. we live at. Here. And we were trying to bring it, you know, trying to bring it to the forefront that all that all this stuff is a factor it's not just one thing you know and we're yeah. bringing all this to, you know as a, as a whole as a collective whole and you know it's just you know one person has their strong views on this and so you make them mad or one has their views on this that makes them mad and so and we, we were just trying to say it's like a collective effort you know with uh, all this being on there's a lot there's a lot that can, that can hurt the, the fishery you know sure. there's a lot that can help it like you said more, there's more exposure so that brings in more dollars you but know it's more, all in the state well there's more that know? can hurt it than just anglers 
housekeeping fish. Yeah, sure. That, that, that's I mean, the point that I was, uh, I was making. Uh, you know, look at down south, Indian River, down right. there, you know. Yeah. Uh, they've you depleted know. it. Yeah. But, well, and they've that, got a big release set for the end that, of June that's going to release problem. again. Yeah. yeah. And all that water being released out and, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous. They're actually pumping water back into Lake Okeechobee, right, with all the rain and all the water. So they're pumping it back in so they can release it back out. And it's destroying the fishery down there. And those guys, we've invited uh, the president of Captains for Clean Water to come on the show. I hope he does. I'd love to hear what he's got to say. Um, It's not just a South Florida issue. You know, yeah. We're we're facing dredging right here. We have the river keeper here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got a lot of dredging going on in the river now. Yeah. Um, so that, that dredge, but also, also every state has different limits. Um, I think Georgia is what fourteen to twenty three. Yeah, they've is got a there, weird slot there. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do with a 14-inch redfish? I catch an 18-inch redfish. Well, you know, go, South Carolina, they, like, they, they just reduced their limits, their, their slot limits, their yeah. bag limits, I should say, not the slot I size. I think but they're going down to two. Uh, I thought it was one. Yeah, they're one. going down to they're one. They're going from three to yeah. one, yeah. From three to one, mm-hmm. you know, we've got, we have two in the North Florida I will region. say, I will say this. I think a lot of guys that are our age, you know, and like this, you know, the newer generation of fishing, I think they are a lot more conscientious and conservation-minded. I really believe that. I truly do. But just because it's so much of it's out there. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, and it's you in look. your face. And so people, you know, want to tend to be on the right side of things for the most part. And, I mean, I, I think that most people are good. And so, therefore, uh, most of them have kind of just embraced the concept of it. Right. You know, and I, and I think you can kind of tell. But, you know, a lot of guys, like you said, you talk to, they, they seem to embrace it and they seem to uh I think it's just like news so you're gonna see more of the bad than the see good more of the bad. So no, you, you're you look right. on social well, media you, you see the piles of hundreds of fish and and all the right, nasty right. comments that go with it and oh sure you, you don't well, see the 150 guys that went out fishing that day caught 32 fish right and yeah. let them all go except for one i'm gonna touch on one more thing about this with the dredge and i got a question for each of you about your thought on it and then we'll talk a little about a little bit about heroes on the water. Then I've got a tournament question for you, and then I've, I, that's all I'll have unless Donnie's got a bunch more after that. But with the dredge, they're doing a 11 mile dredge of St. John's River, 11 total miles. They're adding was it seven foot to the depth at an average width of about 300 yards. That works out to some astronomical hundred cubic. <laughs> Uh, yards of water that's going to have to fill that hole, right? So, you know, once they take that land out of the middle of that river with that dredge, there's going to be a hole there. So that water's water's got to refill that hole. Where does that water come from? Does it come out of the estuary or does it come out of the ocean? Fish being as they are, It'll come right? out of the ocean. Okay, it's going to come out of the ocean. So that means more salty water in the estuary. How does that affect the fish? Well, where, where are they going to dump the dredge? Where are they going to dump the spoil? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Probably over off of uh, the little jetties. Make you know, another island? No, they're going to do, what is it, um, Chickapit. They're probably going to fill that in so they okay. can build condos there. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's so the they're just moving just it onto the banks, yeah, then it's just displacing like that. <laughs> Right, so no, if you're just dumping it up onto the no, banks. No, I don't think that's what's going to happen. They've got a good the well, seven. You look, at, you look at the end of Fort Caroline Road where you know the fort is and all of that. Uh, when I was a kid, that was called Buck Island. Right. Back there. I, I, that was all from dredge. Right. Well, that's what, you know, what Rattlesnake Island there that's now yeah. underneath Dan's Point, Blunt Island, that's all dredge, right? 
Um, the the dredge itself is going to add seven foot to the depth, but I think they're actually cutting out about 11 foot, 10 foot, eight inches for silt and, and flow back in and stuff like that. But no, it has to be removed. And that bottom layer is granite. So, you know, they're blowing that out. And yeah, no, no one knows what it's going to do to the fishery yet. You yeah. know, you can only assume that it's going to rebound. It'll it mess it up for a little while. Yeah. The fish yeah. will move somewhere. They'll um, figure it out. Yeah. 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 Well, It'll I mean, all the stuff that they did out, out around Chickapit and little jetties and all that, fishing's great over there still. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know. We had a doctor on uh, a few months ago on a podcast, and he talked about fish are going to go where they're comfortable, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So it circles us back around to being a fisherman. If you're going out and you're fishing one single spot, and and that's your that's your go-to honey hole, Right, that may change. Right, it may. Sometimes and I, fish you move. catch fish, and other Some, times you won't. You won't. But why don't you qualify that conversation that you just made, just in those? So, just to kind of reiterate what was said and what. Okay, we the all whole every, scenario. Everyone sitting here at this table has a honey hole, at, at, a, at a point at a certain put in. So we go. I go to a certain boat ramp. I know within a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, a short period of time, I'm going to be at a honey hole. I'm going right to it. Right. That's my go-to spot. You every got a dock that you're gonna hit. Everybody fishing, yeah. every angler, I'm assuming, has that honey hole. Whether you're fishing off a bridge, if you're fishing off a pier, a boat, a kayak, or the shore, yep. you got a spot you're trying to hit. So a hurricane comes, high tides come, whatever, dredging, and it shifts that bottom, and that is no longer there. Some guys will continue to fish that spot, and it's no longer productive. And other folks will find somewhere else to fish. Ty says a little more eloquently than I do, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to I'm trying to extenuate yeah, you're that right. point. Uh, you know, I mean, well, that's what we were saying last week, and that's what I will say tides, again tonight. Uh, the you tides know. going going in and out with the water with the fluctuation that we have in our tidal change here. You know, the contour of bottoms and banks, and I mean, uh, my dad lives on a creek. You know, I've seen that creek change over the years. Right. There's, you know, uh, flats that five years ago were holes right you know mm-hmm. so things change so we that was, is a great conversation right and it's one that we could probably have every hour on the podcast for the for the rest of the life of this podcast and thanks for entertaining us for a few minutes on that we kind of got off the kayak thing and that's why you guys were brought here to talk about kayaks and Really? really? Yeah, a little Gosh, bit. I, I want to skip tonight. So you guys go uh, <laughs> back on the kayaks. Do you I'm guys live bait? Yeah. I'm fucking trouble saying that too. You guys throw cast net. <laughs> you throw a cast net out of your kayak. Oh you, yeah. So you can sit down and cast a net out of it. Yeah. You stand up. Stand up. Uh, both. Yeah, both. I, you know, um, I keep a five foot cast net with me. Right. Um, like I, I've had four foots, and I can sit and throw my net. Yeah. A four foot net. The five foot, I'd rather be able to get up because I can get a little bit more distance with it. Right. I don't usually bring a cast. You don't usually, yeah. I, I have before, but Jim goes by the bait shop. <laughs> Trust me, Jim. If I'm getting mullet, I'm getting it public. at the ramp. Yeah. Right. Publix has got, got some good blood uh, so, over there. They so, do. Jeff, we've had you on before, and you've discussed Heroes on the Water. What's going on with that? You guys doing anything uh, this summer, the spring yeah, coming we, up? We just, uh, we've got an event coming up in a couple of weeks out at. Uh, Browns Creek Fish Camp. Okay. Um, well, what we do, uh, Heroes on the Water, we take veterans and first responders uh, out kayak fishing, give them a day out on the water, uh, you know, 
a lot of our vets and things like that, people have PTSD, other issues. It gets them out on the water. You know, when you're out on the water and you're fishing, you tend not to think about other things. Right. Um, But it's all free for the veterans. All they do is just go sign up. Uh, We take them out fishing. We've got guides, people that volunteer like myself. Uh, We'll take, you know, two, three veterans per guide, and we take them around, try to get them on some fish. Right. And um, bring them back in feed them lunch, and send them home. Just a little water yeah. water therapy. Huh? Yep, yeah, exactly. It's fish paddle heal. Yeah, that's real um, cool. That's the motto, fish paddle heal. Yeah, fish paddle heal. So how does a how does a, uh, a guy that's out there or a family member or someone that knows a, a veteran or a wounded warrior or somebody yeah. that wants to be, I don't know if wounded warrior is the right term. Sorry. Yeah, we, we use wounded warrior project. We do, mm-hmm. we do outings with those guys sometimes. So how does a person get in touch with, with one of you guys to get their well, loved one in, on board here? Okay. You can look up Heroes on the Water. Uh, Heroes on the Water is uh, national. So uh, it started in Texas, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. Um, I'm just a lowly guide. You know, I don't I don't follow everything nationally. I think you told us one time you were a guide of the year or you won the, term, uh, the guide yeah, tournament. I, bragging, I think it's yeah, bragging, bragging rights right. yeah. tournament. Yeah. Yeah, but what I heard you say times. was, I'm just a lowly old guide, mm-hmm. but in reality, a, you're a you're top top shelf guy. Uh, I try. Mm-hmm. I try to get my people on fish, but... Uh, so that's, uh, what is that, www.heroesonthewater? Yeah, heroesonthewater.org, I believe org. it is. Right. Um, but like I said, we are, you know, it is national. So this podcast is being heard all over the world. I know there's a chapter uh, down in Australia. Um, I know uh, there's there's some uh, Heroes on the Water up in Tennessee. So some of us inland, I think they've started some out in California. I know there's some up the you know up north a little bit. Cool. Uh, Texas is real big. I believe Louisiana's got some chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida's got I know down in Tampa, down Sarasota area. I think you know there's a lot of different chapters around. Mm-hmm. But basically, you know, contact Heroes on the Water, see where the nearest chapter to you is, and. And get out. Go from there. Right. You know? Jim, are you involved with the Heroes on the Water? I have been. I haven't done a whole lot with them in the last year, uh, year and a half. He's I, been I, a little busy with yeah. a new wife. Yeah, with, you know, with, with the family, your weekends are, are hard to, to get free. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did it. Uh, I volunteered with them for, you know, probably a good three, four years. And yeah, just felt Jim, good to be able to give back. Um, for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and it was very it was fun. It was rewarding. Um, good camaraderie with with everyone. Um, you know, our, our kayak community is is pretty tight as it is. So um, it was just a lot of fun. And, and All right, that's they do a lot of good things down there, and, and hopefully I can get back into to, to giving some more time uh, with them. But it's a great cause. A lot of great people involved in that organization, uh, national nationwide, and uh, especially here locally. Well, that's good. I mean, we want to promote fishing as a as a as an activity across the entire state, wherever our listening area is, whether it's out of a kayak, off the beach, wherever you go fishing, go fishing, right? Get out, go fish. get it. So However, wherever, fish. whenever. Here's a, like I said, just shut up and fish. That's yeah. it. Man, so, the world would be a better place. So we, had, we have uh, Jeff Altman uh, on on today, and we've had uh, Jim Miller. Thanks, both you guys, for being on the show. We really appreciate your time and uh, 
your input. So appreciate we, the fish. Don't dinner. forget Jeff. Thank, you work for uh, Jeff Holmes' own trapping company, American Trapper. American Trappers. If you need, a, a, I guess it's a nuisance animal, right? Nuisance wildlife. Nuisance wildlife. Yep. It's not a nuisance company. It's a nuisance trapping company. Nuisance trapping. <laughs> Gosh, I got some work for you then. <laughs> so one last question. Let's see here. Since we have two elite kayak fishermen, mm. I'm going to run down a list of some fish. Can you uh, fish better than Ty? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know who wins heads up between Jim Miller Ooh. and uh, Jeff. Right, I'll call out the fish, and you just say who you think wins it. Okay. Uh, against that. Lady fish. I'd say probably Jeff, just because. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shark. I, I say he fishes in more spots. I, I don't see a whole lot of lady fish. How about where, shark? Where I fish. I try to stay away from it. Uh, yeah. I've caught a few. Push on that one. Okay. Probably red, a push. Red, red I've, fish. I've caught plenty of redfish. I'll tell you what. If Jim and I were to go <laughs> fish together. Uh, against each other. Against was the each question. other. Yeah. yeah. I Dude. mean, if we were to go heads up. Uh, neck and Jim's going to win sometimes. I'm going to win. I mean, well, well, that's I, mean, I would give the flounder, obviously, to Jeff. Well, that's a nice hands one. down. Flounder. Yeah. I mean, I hands think down. we all know Jeff's the kind of flounder guy. Yeah. Right? About trout. Redfish, trout. Jim's probably Jim's. Jim's. I've gotten pretty lucky on trout. Um, right. So trout, topwater trout. Who who wins topwater trout? Well, simple here. Let me ask this I, question, I, Jeff. I've, what, I've Jeff got them over thirty. Jeff, what's Oof. your biggest? No, <laughs> no, hold on. What's your biggest trout you've ever caught out of a kayak, though? Out of a kayak? I know you've caught some trout right, off the bank, but thirty-one. What, out, of, out of a kayak? Yeah. Jim, what's your biggest trout of a kayak? Uh, Twenty-eight and a half. Jeff, what's your biggest? Which is kind of irrelevant. Maybe, but what's, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got some. Yeah, I got a forty-four in tournament. Out of the okay. What's your biggest red, Jeff? 45. Yeah. Okay. So Jim's got me there. Flounder? Jim's got you. Flounder? Man. Probably 28. What was he 11 pounds, wasn't he, or something? No, 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 no. I've got some in the 8 and 9 pound range. Okay, you? 22. All right. And I know, 22. I know, I know Jeff's yeah, talking about I will have to take you fishing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do a lot of flounder, flounder fishing, and when I do, it's creek fishing. Now, I know Jeff's uh, caught some big sheep's head. Yeah. Sheep's head? Um, um, I don't know. My biggest one was probably six and a half pounds. Okay. 11.84. Cool. That's all the fishing questions that I was, got. That was a big one. Yeah. So, Donnie, you got anything else for these guys? No, I think you did a good job since I was being sequestered tonight. You know, That's so. all right, man. We'll, we'll wrangle you out of there sooner or later. Yeah. So, no, we're going to let them go. And then, uh, how you obviously, we've said on the show a million times that uh, somebody wanted to call us or email us a question or concern. By uh, all means. That we would answer it or. Uh, you know, uh, address their question and concern. So, yeah, and uh, any any questions you have for a guest that we've ever had on, we can usually get back in touch with these guys in one way or the other. So, if you have a question, especially about heroes on the water, what we discuss there, how to be involved on either side of it as a guide or as a uh, participant, if that's the right word, Jeff. Yeah. Um, well, you we, know, we also tell you know our people listening, if you have a question or whatever to call us yeah. or email us, and so get on us. Um, Listen, if you like our show, tell us. If you don't like it, tell us. We can take it either way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we want to hear the, the positive feedback as well as the negative. Uh, we but can, we're going to address it either way. So Yeah, we can only get better mm-hmm. as a show. We Hopefully can only give... Uh, we can only hurt no one this evening. Nah, I probably have. I guarantee you. In case you haven't ever listened, we do have an FM Friday segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, thanks to uh, Jeff Altman today. Thank you very much, Jeff. You're Jim welcome. Miller. Thank you guys very much. I hope uh, for the kayak community out there, I hope you guys listened. hope you had uh, you got some insight from you guys. And 
If you uh, you know just took a little bit away from the show today, then that was a little bit more than you had before you started listening. So yep. well, thanks, thanks for having, for having us. Thanks guys. a lot, guys. We, we appreciated it. All right, this has yep. been the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Hey guys, you've been listening to the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Check us out on the web at backwaterhustle.wordpress.com or check us out on Facebook at Backwater Hustle The Fishing Podcast. You can reach us at bckwaterhustle at gmail.com and hit us up on Instagram at, at bckwaterhustle. This has been the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Out. That's all he is, Captain Donnie.